You're listening to episode 13 of the Bonfire Babes podcast. I'm Claire, and today Felicity and I are sharing probably our favorite episode thus far. We're talking with Christina and Paul of Shanti Sound Healing and Yoga. They provide mind-body services that help to improve health and wellness and decrease stress through sound healing, meditation, yoga, and so much more. They perform sound baths all over the island of Maui, as well as do private sound healing sessions. They are an amazing power couple, and their sound baths are incredible. They really just work so well together. Felicity and I actually went to our first sound bath with them, and it was a magical experience. They are definitely a dream team. I love them so much. (laughs) They welcomed us into their beautiful and peaceful home. You'll hear the sounds in the background of this recording, and you'll hear wind chimes, and just, it's so peaceful there. I mean... It was, it was such a cool experience just to be in their space. But they tell us all about their journey, how they started um, dabbling into sound healing and how sound healing works with our body. We loved every moment with them and having them on the podcast is such a treat. We are so excited. I'm definitely a Shanti Sound groupie now. (laughs) I hope that this episode lights you up the way that it did for us. So with that, let's get into the show. This podcast is dedicated to women in all seasons of life who want to live with more intention, joy, and inspiration. Pull up a seat and gather with us around the modern bonfire as we explore our curiosities, exchange stories, and tune into our soul's true purpose. We're so glad you're here. Let's share, connect with each other on a deeper level, and create a community of strong, empowered women. This is Bonfire Babes. Thanks for being here, guys. I'm so, I'm so, we're so thankful and so, like, just excited about today and getting to this episode. It's been so cool. Um, we're with uh, Christina and Paul of Shanti Sound Healing, and, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you Thank for you inviting for us. Yeah. Yes. I think it's Sorry. really cool that we get to do this in your space. Oh, thank you. Because I just walked in here and like I just had this, it was almost like this breeze that just went over me and the feeling of this space is so special. It's oh, so serene and peaceful. I love it. I yeah. live with kids, right? And my sister just moved in with us, so we've got five boys in the house and it's like, ah, oh, wow. chaotic. So it's like really nice and like, whew. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That was Christina. Yeah. She's the magician, so she knows how to bring this in. Yeah. We really like to just love to energize the space and Mm -hmm. make it really sacred in here and positive. Yeah. Welcome. Cool. Thanks for having us here at your place. (laughs) Um, So tell us about your journey with sound healing and how you got started and all that good stuff. So I think we should maybe start. at the fact that both Paul and I were graphic designers originally, and I was designing for probably about 20 years, and we both met each other um, at our workplace. And uh, sort of fast forward from there, we um, 
started getting into a place where it was a little bit, uh, the atmosphere in the workplace was a little bit toxic. Mm -hmm. And so things were starting to manifest in me physically and Mm -hmm. just quite wasn't at my highest alignment. And I didn't know um, how to express that really and what to do about that. And so it was kind of in that spot for quite a long time. Um, luckily during, during that time, I was sort of seeking outside self care and I had asked Paul if he would be interested in going to what was called a spirit circle at the time, which was a sound healing concert that was being held in our area, which I had no idea what what it entailed or yeah. what it was all about. Right, neither all. did I. We just thought it sounded really interesting and it was at a local New Age store that we um, visited frequently. And so we decided to go to the Spirit Circle and quite like the way that you described Felicity, when we entered that space, it was just so incredible, like very calming and relaxing as soon as we entered and we could hear just a soft um, bowls playing in the background and we a little bit of candlelight. Yeah, there was a little mm. bit of candlelight around, and uh, everyone was sort of gathering in a circle all around the instruments that were in the center. And uh, I, w- I would say that the experience that I had during that first sound healing was so incredible. The way that I felt afterwards was just so amazing. I felt so lifted and light mm. and released in a way and um, nourished Mm -hmm. and um, I just thought to myself wow wouldn't that be amazing to feel this way so often right Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't really think anything of it after that except for the fact that we were so enthralled that Paul and I decided to buy our very first small singing bowl was like a little uh, seven inch bowl that we we purchased that evening Mm -hmm. and um, little did we know that uh, later on it would play such an important role for us I um, decided eventually to quit my job and my career and sort of just lost my identity for a little while and decided to travel to Thailand with Paul and we had such a beautiful, wonderful experience in that country. And Christina's a dancer too, by the way. So when she quit her job, she was initially going to um, continue on that path and, and focus on it full time and give everything she had to that. And we were really excited about that. She had a, a very um, prosperous path opening up for her in that uh-huh. regard. And uh, so that was the focus at the time. And then we ended up going to... Um, Thailand about three weeks after she quit her job mm-hmm. and uh, it was a complete paradigm shift and so yes. we came back from that almost just blissed out and, then, yeah. and we were literally on the plane when we were flying into um, just over the coastline you know in Washington you could look down and we and we were starting to absorb the feeling of back home compared to where we were and it totally. was such a it was a a big shift yes. and we and we felt it physically and we were coming into Seattle thinking man we, we don't want to go back to to kind of the rat race feeling and yeah. high pressure mm-hmm. and stress and and uh, I think that's where we were really starting to make our shift as to where our path was going to go eventually yes. but um, Thailand was definitely a big um, uh, Catalyst, yeah, yes, catalyst for absolutely. Sure. And what, what in Thailand, because I've spent quite a bit of time there, like what part of Thailand changed you? 
What bows the piece? Um, I think there was a, a little bit of everything. I, we had traveled from Bangkok to Ayutthaya to mm-hmm. Chiang Mai and then mm-hmm. to Karabi Town. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a little piece of every place that we went to, but there was a spirit about the people there. Mm-hmm. There was a friendliness about the people there. And um, all of the temples, all the wats were mm-hmm. so amazing and just very revered in the way that the Tibetan monks or, or the, the Thailand monks there were just so special in that, in that space and just so connected to the history there. And that was, Christina kind of um, organized this trip to maximize our experience. So it wasn't like we were going to one spot and then doing day trips or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. on a tour there. And it was <laughs> yeah. like fast paced. And we uh, traveled up and down the country. And one of our main intentions was to visit um, the temples there as many mm-hmm. as we could mm-hmm. and also to visit um, the elephant sanctuary there. Yes. Um, that was a big part of it too. But um, I think maybe going in, we had the intention of visiting all of these just majestic temples and, mm-hmm. and some palaces, but mainly yes. the temples. And I would say a very, um, very important piece of that trip for us, one that I definitely will never forget, is traveling to Tiger Cave Mountain mm. in Karabi. And um, it's 2,000 some odd steps up to the top of the mountain, which we traveled to. Um, which was a majestic view. But then as we came down, we realized that there was another section off to the side, which was called Wonderland. And Mm. a lot of the monks actually lived in these shacks that were carved out on the side of the mountain. Oh, wow. And it was... They literally just had a door attached to the side, and they carved out little holes, which is the bed, and that's where they slept. And there are these beautiful beautiful trees in this forest, and then it opened up to this platform of stone um, on the side of the mountain was coming over the platform, and it created its own temple space and we sat in that space listening to the trees rustling in the wind for I can't even remember how long but I was I was traveling into just ethereal bliss at that point and could just really soak in the energy Mm -hmm. of the land there it was so beautiful yeah Yeah. can't really add too much to that right euphoric and blissful yes so um fast forward when we did come back and we sort of settled back into after the culture shock um we culture shock coming back yeah like not definitely definitely you were in a totally different space absolutely um so I actually coincidentally uh stumbled upon an email from a bookstore that I frequented and um it said that Seren Sreshta was coming to Seattle to give a workshop on Tibetan singing bowls. And um, I thought, well, that's really interesting. I really loved what we experienced during the sound healing concerts that we attended. Yet I thought, you know, I would really like to learn a little bit more about this. And it was a level one certification. It was quite an investment. But I asked Paul, I said, you know, I'm quite interested in this. I'm not quite sure why, but I'm feeling, you know, a calling towards it. And I said, how would you feel if I took this level one certification course? I just said, go for it. I could feel her passion and just, 
it just felt in a line with that spirit that we had when we came back. It just felt right. Mm -hmm. yes. I, it, to me, it sounded exciting. I was like, of course you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I went and took that first course and absolutely fell in love with learning more about the bowls. Um, I was absolutely taken by our teacher, Seren. He is just the most humble wonderful man and I could sit and listen to him tell stories about Nepal and his family all day long <laughs> um so Very knowledgeable he's yes. just a little guy but you walk into a room and his presence is uh -huh. really big but gentle and kind yes. you, you just mm. feel it yeah absolutely doesn't have a mean bone in his body no. <laughs> and and so I just I really fell in love with the the whole practice of it and thought this is it. This is what I want to do. And it really brought me back to the way that I felt after my first sound healing session. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if I can make people feel the way that I felt mm. after my first sound bath? Yeah. So that's sort of where it's it started and um, continued to take and finish my certification course and decided to just start doing sound healing. It was just a, a, a beautiful journey for us. And Paul sort of came into the picture because um, he was also interested, and he's actually a wonderful musician, mm. beautiful singer, songwriter. <laughs> um, but he was sort of more in the background at first with helping me just set up for the sound baths and break down. And he would then lie down and experience the sound bath Which while was I was amazing. giving it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, yes, get the certification. Right. Whatever I want. Right. So um, he was, he was helping in that manner. And then I was doing things individually but as I was continuing to do these sound baths by myself, I realized, you know, as I walk around and give people individual attention with a bowl, it really starts to get quiet. And I thought I would really love if there was still some ambient bowl coming from, you know, the room. And as I walked around and I thought, you know, I should ask Paul if he would if you would consider playing. So we Which kind of... Which I've been feeling it when I'm laying there. Yeah. I, should, I wonder if I should just get up and do it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to step on her this toes. This is her thing, Yeah, this right? is her thing. But um, I had also been drawn in. While she was doing the certification, um, I became her, her guinea pig, basically. Yeah. Um, with uh, Himalayan sound healing techniques, there's certain protocols um, that have to... Uh, be adhered to for certain ailments or conditions and uh, so she would practice all of those on me and uh, I think it was definitely having an effect on me personally and um, very beneficial and I was really becoming um, enthralled with the whole sound healing experience and uh, sound baths are just another aspect of that and uh, I was feeling drawn um, to play and uh, so it was kind of a when she brought it up, it it was all it was like, well, of course I'm going to, I'll, I'll step in. <laughs> yeah, it's just a natural progression. Yeah. So we did it, and it was. Um, I'd also been playing the bowls at home too, so mm -hmm. um, it it wasn't foreign to me when I did step behind yeah. for the first time. You know, I just was trying not to break anything as I stepped <laughs> into the circle of the bowls, but. Um, 
Yeah, it was amazing. She just kept going around giving personal attention and I just kept the flow of the sound going and, and it's kind of like a meditation in itself. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, you're like, I mean, we've experienced it from far away, but you're like right. in it, right? right. You're like surrounded right. by the vibration. So And the Which wonderful thing about this practice is that even though you're giving, you're also receiving. Yeah. 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 And that's what I really love about it. Right. And Thank it's you. just been such a great partnership with Paul. We, um, we've really developed a very unique style. And with his ear for harmony, it's been really wonderful to develop that style with him. And um, it's, it's, I don't even know what else to call it. It's just it's just a really great balance, I think, of like feminine and masculine energy that mm. we bring to the space. Mm. Yeah, I'd say that probably hits it right on the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, experiencing it from our perspective, we've been to one of your sound baths, and it's so mad. I mean, magical was like the be- is the best word for us. Like we went to another sound bath, and it was a totally different experience. As like it's an art sort yes. of right. Like everybody's gonna Everyone's have their own different. sound. And magical is, like, what I would say, you know, our experience was. I mean, mine. Yeah. For my, for me, it, that's what it was like, going to Thank yours. You. And, like, the harmonies, like, it it just all flowed so well. Like, there were no times where my, like, consciousness stepped in and was like, hmm, what's that? You know? Or, <laughs> yes. you know, like, there wasn't, it just was so easy to be enveloped by that sensate by the sensation of the bowls you know that's Wonderful. great I love thank it. you yeah. we, we try to stay kind of almost in a meditative state to where we're kind of channeling that um that space we never really go in we sometimes have a broad um idea of what we're trying to achieve but then it's very you know, loose on the inside of those perimeters. Yeah. <laughs> High improvisational with right. the yeah. energy and the flow of the room. Yeah. That's so yeah. Cool. Right. And, and just what we're inspired, you know, I'm always feeling like I try to stay in that meditative space so I, I feel what needs to come mm. next. So it's, it's intuitive. So You're it's feeling like... It's an intuitive thing. And, yeah. and so part of me doesn't even feel, it's just like going along for the ride, you know, yep. and uh, just trying to be open to that and not... Because sometimes your conscious mind wants to take over. Step and, in, yeah. And uh, that's usually when, um, for me anyway, it'll start to get a little maybe too busy or, or whatnot. You know, I just, and then I always have to step back and go, okay, just hands off and just let this <laughs> kind of happen organically and not try to force things. And, yes. But um, that's kind of the space we try to stay in. It's really so cool. amazing. It's fun to I love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just great. it's just great. I love sound baths. I wish we could do them every day. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So is every sound bath different then? Yes. There's no specific script that you're following. It's literally what comes through you. Right. I would uh. say that um, they can be similar mm-hmm. to one another, especially the fact that we start with a short guided chakra meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's normally very similar. But after mm-hmm. that, it's really just about the, the energy and the flow of the room and what instruments are speaking to us. And sometimes Paul and I give signs to one another because we play in tandem together, but then I also leave mm. as I give individual attention around the room. And so sometimes we have to check in with one another across the room to see what's happening or maybe we want something else to be invited in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll be um, 
kind of in maybe one key, if you want to call it a key, but I'm um, just playing certain harmonies together, and she'll come up and grab a bowl that I know isn't really going to fit in what I'm playing, so I try to let <laughs> what I'm playing kind of you know, subside, down. die ah. down before I come in with some clashing tones, but yeah. um, we we know each other so well now that I'll, I already know which bowl she's getting ready to walk to, so I like start to transition, and, and uh, we usually are queuing off each other, you know, um, but now it just seems so... Uh, Second nature. Second nature. I don't really even think about it as we as we're playing. When we first started, we were, um, I think we were a little more um, nervous and uh, worried about everything. Um, well, you're trying to give everyone the best experience, and so, sometimes right. you know your ego also can get in the way of right. that. Um, and so we found that it really is best to just let it go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's like a, a thread through this whole year for me and felicity is like release it like yeah. just yeah. release and like flow right like yeah. release all yeah. that tension yeah. or that like resistance that we have towards it and just like exactly it's like yeah. Yeah. and then go. once you do new things just start flooding right. Right. Exactly. it's like you're holding on to this thing but it really was just an obstacle that was keeping other yeah. things yeah. blessing you or whatnot so yeah. i think the biggest yeah. lesson in that we've learned is um uncontrollable sounds that come mm. in from the outside. We've played in the city where we have car alarms, we have skateboarders, we've even had jazz clubs. Oh, yeah, that wow. was our first, our first <laughs> And you have your first our one friends. and you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know that we had booked the studio on jazz night for this um, little coffee shop that was in the same building and kind of diagonally downstairs, you know. So it's but, just like fun, the noise is well, yeah, up. Yeah, oh, the man. building was like, I don't know, built in like the late 1800s, early mm-hmm. 1900s and the sound, it was almost like they piped it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember I'm playing and I'm just kind of sweating and, <laughs> and so just nervous and petrified yeah. that all of these people, I mean, it was a sold out thing and all of our friends were yeah. there and we were just so worried about these sounds coming in that weren't part of our our sound bath because mm-hmm. we wanted it to just be completely and but then you need to realize that you can't control right. any of that yeah. 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 Right? yeah and it i remember the jazz was going all of a sudden right in the middle of it I, like this jazz drum solo just Trying to be all serene. Right. Well, at this point, I'm trying to play as loud as I can. <laughs> you can only play bowls so loud. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and afterwards, I just I just remember thinking this is a train wreck, and people would come up. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm thinking it was. <laughs> yeah. And you have to so. realize that people are tuned in totally. to yeah. their meditation and focusing on the sound of the bowls. And, and when they're really deep, everything else just falls away. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you just continue um, focusing on that anxiety, you'll bring that anxiety right. yeah. and right. that energy yeah, totally. to yeah. the flow. So yeah. yes, we've learned to just let right. it go. The owner of the yeah. studio came up to us afterwards and we were like, oh man, she's like, you know, that's just an excuse for people to go deeper into their meditation. Yeah, so true. And at the time, I was like a little resistant. <laughs> yeah, of course, you're like, you can't do this on jazz now. <laughs> Which we did after that. Yeah. But it also, you know, that started to sink in. 
Um, we can't control certain things. And after that, our concern for outside noises just dissipated. And yeah. we used to do sound baths in the park. Um, next and to there a train. Next to a train track. <laughs> multiple train tracks. Yeah, and one sound bath, there was like five trains that went through. And we are going, well, that's a lot of trains. And afterwards, we mentioned it. Oh, we had a lot of you know extra help with the trains today. And this lady was like, Trains? I only heard one train. I go, oh, there was like five. <laughs> so people get lost yeah. and yeah. just bliss out. So totally. we don't yeah. even, a lot of times now we'll, we'll be doing one at a hotel and maybe um, there's one in particular where the, the pool bar is fairly close mm-hmm. and it's an open windowed studio mm-hmm. and uh, the music will just come blasting on and, and uh, I don't really even notice it that much anymore i just know that we're in our space and and right. uh we're just in our flow and and what's going to happen what's supposed to happen will happen and yeah. uh, we just let go of it yeah. which is a much better way to play <laughs> yes. when we went to um see you guys at lumeria yes. it was the night where there was like the neighbors were like competing yes and it, at first i was like wow this is really gonna bug me like we were right but i was right by the window and so i was like oh this is really gonna bug me but then i was like totally just did not even hear it after like after the meditation done like I I was just like zoned in that's great so it's like totally what you're saying like you just it brings you in deeper you know like it it almost forces you to like really get in deep with yourself and like focus on the bulls and what they're doing for you and yeah it's awesome that's great yeah that wasn't I remember that night (laughs) we were I went outside (laughs) to find if it was a house next door but there was like a jungle between I mean a big long jungle between (laughs) us and wherever it was coming from and I was like universe this is in your hands yeah yeah let it go let it go yeah yeah when I was just getting these like textures and colors and flashes of like and then I just at the end I was just so relaxed and so I felt so like something had released you know like I but all kinds of texture and color which was so cool we love hearing the experience of people afterwards yeah that is probably one of my very favorite things is speaking to people afterwards and hearing their stories and having them share things like that yeah thank you yeah yeah so Paul, you play the crystal bowls, and Christina, you pay, you play the Tibetan bowls, right? Well, we actually both play them both. Um, okay. So we play them in tandem. It's interesting because we used to play side by side, but then when I would leave, Paul would have a terrible time reaching over to find all of the other bowls to play in and harmony, so, trying to in play harmony. two bowls, oh, and I'd be yes. kind of doing some weird. <laughs> Yoga. Balance. Yeah. My back would. Uh, and yeah. If we had a sold out room, you know, yeah. it could Even, be 30 people yeah. that she's got to go around, and I'm trying to stay in a certain, you know, key, key. or whatnot. And uh, right. so we finally had to decide that maybe we need to have different little stations. And Good so idea. Um, yeah. that's kind of how we do it now. Yeah. So I can get the bulls closer to me, and, and I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> and since I'm mobile, I basically come towards the bowls and I will play both the crystal and the Tibetan with Paul. And then I normally pick up the Tibetan singing bowls to do the individual healing around the room. Mm-hmm. So those are probably one of people's favorite things yeah. when I come around with it's them. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And then um, we have a couple of other instruments that we use, like our Koshi chimes as well as like our crystal pyramid. Um, and some other things that the teak shows, but theta drum, theta drum, yeah, every once in a while. 
and we just got a brand new we had a little gong yes. a little wind gong and it's been wonderful for us and um it's gotten us a long way it was our first you know we got this i don't know what it was like maybe a 24 inch yes. little gong and um um, that was our starting gong. Baby and, gong. Yeah, and we've been planning for at least two years now on getting a large gong, and uh, Christina's done so much research. And, we've been um, manifesting this particular gong for about a year and a half, and yeah. it's finally here. Yay. It's on island, and we're so excited. It's, I mean, it's I can imagine it, rich overtones. Yeah, I can imagine it being difficult being on the island getting. Yes. specific instruments we don't have like a like we don't have like a store yeah. that right. you know like yep. I mean, bounty music is isn't it bounty yeah that yes. ha- yeah. it's like so small um but yeah you have to like bring everything over and mm-hmm. i imagine like crystal bowls are fragile oh, and you gosh, know yes. like <laughs> and like experiencing them i can that could mean so much right like being able to experience it before you buy it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. You can't feel the energy, hear it, the, the energy yeah. of the bowl. Yes. Were you able to do that with your large gong that you just got? Um, we, they make them to order, so we didn't hear our specific gong, mm. but um, the company that we got it from, they're called Tone of Life, and they're in Poland, and oh, wow. uh, they have an amazing setup there, and um, yes. they do all kinds of magical sound baths and everything, but... Mm. Um, they uh, make different, we have an earth um, element, or, or I mean, we have a water element gong, and we had a chance to play an earth um, gong when we were still living in Tacoma, mm. um, and that was a serendipitous thing, yes. and, and uh, out of all the gongs that we played and gong baths that we had gone to, this earth gong was amazing, it just was so beautiful, and... Uh, but we were drawn to the water gong. Yes. Um, they're all made a little bit different, and the frequencies and the way they design them to pull out different frequencies. This one relates to water, and mm. uh, it cr- sounds yeah. like whales sometimes when you play yeah. it, and wow. it's so amazing. And we thought it's perfect for Maui. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we felt right. The other ones we were just kind of getting a little bit of a block about, mm-hmm. and so. We just said the water gong is it, and uh, mm-hmm. and we only had it for like two sound baths now, and it's yes. just magical. It is magical. We're gonna have to do just sound bath with a, a gong, gong bath, yeah, gong yeah, bath because you don't want to stop playing it. No. Oh, yeah, or listening. It's really interesting. Oh, like I, I've always really enjoyed listening to gong, but I never thought that I would really take to playing one, mm. and. The first time we set our water gong up, I must have been playing it for like three hours and it felt like five minutes. Wow. It's very hypnotizing and just so beautiful. It, it really is a meditation and it takes you like into the cosmos. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. beautiful. I didn't even know that you could play it. Like I, I watched your like Instagram story, I think, yes. right? And I just thought like gongs were just like a bang, like or like, you know, like a little roll. Roll. Yeah. But like you're like the motion on it, it's like yes. so different. I didn't know that you could play it differently than what's that called when you go around it's a friction mallet and it's also called a flumi and so that type of friction from the rubber actually creates these beautiful almost haunting tones yeah and the different sizes like a little tiny one will bring out really high frequencies and Mm. the bigger um, ones will bring out a lower frequency so So we'll kind of blend those together and, and then um she's really good at 
the, the water gong. And <laughs> she's, uh, she's played both of them. We were going to alternate, and then the last time I was like, why don't you just do it again? Because you're really amazing. <laughs> just go for it. And, uh, yeah, it's just great. Uh, you can play the mallets when you are um, striking the gong. You know, you can, you can strike in different places and softly and, and harder and just bring out these slow rolling splashes and um, create just these textures that you you look at that thing and you're going well that's kind of, it's just a piece of metal right yeah I mean, but somehow when they they form it and forge it and mold it into the water gong or any gong that it is it just turns into this magical porthole of sound frequency and it's I don't know I, it's weird because you were talking about seeing lights and different things and yeah. I, I picture it as being a, like this porthole to the cosmos in a way yes. you, you know you, you're just kind of you're playing it but it's also playing you and it's telling mm -hmm. you what it wants to do and and for everybody listening you're just along for this amazing journey totally. inward I guess and yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I feel like it's magical and That's I awesome. love it <laughs> Do you feel different energy, I mean, different energies with, like, the material of the bowls? So, like, the Tibetan bowls, are they, like, do they, like, speak to a different, like, energy than the yes. crystal bowls? Or, like, I've seen, because I really want to get a bowl, <laughs> I've been all over crystal tones and, like, yes. all over, like, looking. And, like, there's, like, amethyst bowls and quartz and, right. like, all different kinds. So, yeah. how does that, I mean, obviously crystals have their own energy, right? right. And, like speak to a certain kind of energy but like how does that work with the bowls like sort of I would um I think I would describe the crystal bowls as more airy and ethereal mm. and the Tibetan bowls as more of an earthy grounding sound mm. Mm -hmm. so I think that that would be definitely the biggest difference that I could describe between the two and Every bowl is different, and it will definitely speak to you when you play it, if it's mm. a bowl that you feel like you need to choose to bring home. Mm. And so, kind of maybe just as in, we've been learning about essential oils and how you might be called to an essential oil, yes. it's of the same nature, where you're called to play or called to hear something. Yes. Ah. Um, do you find that older bowls um, have more of that, like, I don't know, wisdom or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think like some deeper energy yeah, than like a newer bowl. Do. Yeah. We have some antique, um, Himalayan bowls and you can definitely feel that history in them and magic. Yeah. Um, not all, I've played some old bowls that they just didn't resonate with me mm -hmm. at all. Um, it really comes down to the bowl. We were lucky with our um, Himalayan and Tibetan bowls. They uh, came through her her master, Sarin. So we basically put the burden on him, you know, to pick out our, our set cool. of bowls, our core set. And uh, so he did that. But we also found out all the way back to our first little tiny bowl that we bought that night. That was also really from him. Oh, because wow. The couple that we went to see, their names were Ron and Donna, um, they uh, were also his students. Oh. And so, which was, I don't know, it, all of our, most of our metal bowls, almost, I'd say probably about 80 to 90% of them all came through Serene. Wow. And we didn't know. We The ones oh, we wow. intentionally got from him were basically, what, maybe seven or eight bowls from yes. him. 
um, intentionally. The rest were, and we have almost, I don't know, over 30 or around 30-some mm-hmm. metal bowls. Um, the rest of them all were <laughs> serendipit- on a serendipitous journey to us yeah, yeah. from him. Uh-huh. And uh, it's funny because he, she had told me early on that while they were being made by these um, village artisans in the Himalayas, that there was a monk present and they would pray and um, put prayers into the bowl as they're being hammered. And then after they're done, they're, they're blessed again by these monks. And uh, so, you know, we've always felt, taken that for granted, that's just the way it is. And then we heard people saying, oh, that's just a hope. No, they don't really do that, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. so we found out recently, really, within the last two months, um, Sarin, Sarin's wife actually... Um, reconfirmed, reconfirmed for us. Um, yes. that not only are they they're not just blessed when they're done, but they are. There is a, a month there during, during the present. Wow. And, and then they are, are also blessed at completion and then they, before they're shipped over to Sarin. And then Sarin does an additional blessing yeah. before he sends them out. Wow. And so that was just like confirmation to, to us that we're getting our instruments, you know, and our bowls you know, through the right channel. Yeah. Which goes back to, once again, sort of the unique character of each bowl. I feel that the intention in which it's created with mm-hmm. really infuses that energy. Yeah. And those prayers and blessings that are infused into that bowl then come out when you play it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she had originally emailed Christina with some information. She just wanted to let her know that Seren was curious how some other people in other places were making bowls compared to how his artisans were making the bowls and what true materials are being put into them and his source really does use the seven metals and they do it the traditional way they've been doing it for thousands of years I guess but um but he did in fine in his research he found that there are other people that put in things like mercury or lead in small amounts, probably, you know, it's a financial thing for them, expensive materials, Mm -hmm. so they can stretch out their, their, um, their budget, I guess, um, to make more bowls, but it, he confirmed that he had his tested, he put, took him to a lab in, in America and said, you know, he wanted to know all the elements, and he was, he was glad that everything was, you know, way better than he could have hoped for as far as their materials so that was that was another reason we were happy we went with him yeah and to quote saran he always says you only need one bowl to heal wow you don't need 30 or 50 i mean one bowl is all you need yeah Yeah. 30 is fun though right yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. the more the better the more the happier you know you can add to your experience how many bowls total would you guys say you have you'd like 30 to uh, Tibetan um, Himalayans, but like, good question. Uh, <laughs> probably, um, we have eight crystal singing bowls. Yes. And then probably around thirty Tibetan singing bowls, two gongs, yeah. um, four koshi chimes, two tinkshabels, one crystal pyramid, one theta drum, yeah. uh, and hopefully soon we'd love to add an addition of uh, compact dig. Ooh. Maybe a few other um, a small. Few <laughs> yeah. I'm for some harmony sake, but, yeah. Um, yeah. We have a few that um, 
we've sold two, so we, I don't know, probably 40 some bowls. So but, cool. Cool. Yeah. Will you tell us more? You know, he was saying that you just need one bowl to heal. Yes. Will you tell us more about the one-on-one healing therapy that you do and what that looks like? Absolutely. So the healing therapy is quite different than a sound bath because it involves just one practitioner and usually just one individual. Mm -hmm. Um, That recipient normally lays on a massage table or on the floor, depending Mm -hmm. on what the practitioner prefers in Mm -hmm. terms of vibration and how it flows through either the floor or around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, we place the bowls in a specific pattern according to the chakras around the body, and then there are specific protocols and repetitions of notes that are played depending on what we are trying to achieve for the client. So it could be something that is... Um, about anger and depression, it could be about just relaxation, it could be about anxiety, different types of ailments. And so those repetitions go on and on for at least an hour to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the bowls are also placed on the body and I usually begin at the feet and start to move up the body on one leg. And so I'm either striking or rubbing the bowl mm-hmm. as I go. And mm-hmm. it's almost like a vibrational bowl massage on the body. So cool. We are mostly made up of water in our body. And yeah. so you can imagine how that vibration and energy flows yes. and, and through the body. Mm-hmm. And um, so we continue to work all the way up the leg, the hip, and then into the root chakra. And then we start on the other leg and come up. And then we do another series of protocols that begin to move all into the upper chakras and into the heart and the throat. And mm-hmm. then we also place a bowl on your third eye. Um, mm-hmm. There are just so many different ways of playing and it really depends on once again what we're trying to achieve but it's in mean, very interesting yes so i would flip the client over and do the back side as well and then in addition to that we also have a warm water therapy where we put blessed water into the bowls it's very very hot and then we swirl sort of swirl the bowl around to help cool that off a bit and then place it on the body and it's like a hot stone massage. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say that's what I was going to say. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. And, so, uh, and you're like getting paid, right? Yeah. So like, you're like, yes, it's amazing. Yeah. I let her know how hot was too hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it differs um, quite a bit from the sound bath because normally with the sound bath, we start with just a a general intention for an individual with our intention cards. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we do the short guided chakra meditation. And then it's sort of a just improvisational concert of sound that happens. Mm -hmm. And people take their journey. Journey that is so, it's so true. Like that just, it's like a full journey that you just bliss out on like you say like it's so good so good I love I love it I love it it. (laughs) and you do bliss out on the sound healing too even though it's got specific protocols and a certain timing to each Mm -hmm. strike and where the bowls are placed and everything and um and I know from experience um 
even from the early days, now she's an old pro at it. But mm. um, it's funny because just that attention that um, she's bringing to focus on to the person um, or the patient, if you wanted to put it that way, um, it's just magical in, in and of itself. And you kind of get lost, even though it might be one bowl, you get lost in the tones of that one bowl. Each mm. bowl has so many um, frequencies and harmonics, even with one strike or mm. when you're rubbing the bowl. Mm -hmm. um, each one has its own magical um, presence and personality. It's kind of like Sarin said, you can heal with just one bowl and yeah. your intention. So um, even if you, you're you interested in doing it, but maybe you can't afford a whole set of bowls you know, that, that are speaking to you, you can just do something with one and, and uh, doing something with sound for yourself mm -hmm. um, daily or you know at least every few days is is great self-care um, going to sound baths regularly is great self-care it's kind of like you would go to yoga or do right. other things it's just another part of yourself that you're taking care of and um, and treating with um, respect and intention and love the beautiful thing about the sound therapy is it really helps to entrain our brain waves and activate our parasympathetic nervous system. And when that happens, our rest and digest state is really activated. Mm -hmm. We're so caught up in this rat race of life a lot mm -hmm. that we are always sort of in this fight or flight mode. And mm -hmm. whether we're sitting in traffic or whether it really is a dire situation, sometimes our body can't discern the difference anymore. Yeah. Because it's we're just so stressed out all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, the the sound healing really helps to activate that in lowering our blood pressure, lowering our heart rate, really helping us to gain this incredible deep relaxing state. And it's the most optimum state for our body to heal itself yeah. in releasing beautiful endorphins and chemicals within our body and um, just really bringing us this state of peace. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. so it's so cool. Well, thank you guys for... Thank you so much. Yeah. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, it's so... I'm blissed out just being here. Yeah. I'm not even hearing any bulls. Like, I'm blissed out. Yeah. Like, the wind chimes, and it's like so, it's just so peaceful. But thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you again to Paul and Christina for welcoming us into your home and for being on the podcast. You guys, they are amazing. And they even treated us to a mini session with their new water gong. And she says it sounds like whales. And you think you're prepared for what that sounds like. But then it actually sounds like whales. It's, it's seriously so cool. If you are on Maui, definitely go to one of their sound baths or book them for an individual healing session. I'm definitely booking one. I think I'm going to do it for my birthday. I'm super excited. I can't get enough of their sound. You can find them on Instagram, which is at Shanti Sound Healing, S-H-A-N-T-I Sound Healing. And you can visit their website, which is ShantiYogaSound.com. They have several events every month. They do floating sound baths, which are like, um, like acro yoga, you know, those like, 
cocoon things and you're inside of that. Um, they have like events in the park and um, regular spots around the island. So definitely look for them. You'll probably see me at some. Um, and if you're not on island, definitely, definitely go find yourself a sound bath. They're out there. Um, and each practitioner has their own style. So you'll find that they're all they're all different and you might like somebody else's sound and you might feel a little more uncomfortable with another person's sound. So discover what speaks most to you. Share your experience with us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us at Bonfire Babes Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by and sharing your time with us today. Uh, We wish you all the best love and light to help you move forward through your day. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, take care.